This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 1 in Woodbridge, or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. That's right. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. We welcome you in. Really excited to be here this morning. A lot going on. And uh, and joined by the one and only Amani Toonmer, who's not sweating profusely because he had to run from the stadium all the way to the Meadowlands. Uh, so uh, definitely a, a lot more comfortable this week than you were last <laughs> Last Sunday, Amani. Absolutely. I got coffee in hand. I'm right in my daughter's room. I'm ready to go. Fired up for a must-win Sunday for the Giants. Absolutely must-win, but I'm excited about that. And also excited about the rest of the NFL schedule today. They have some real bangers, headbangers. If you're looking at the schedule, looking at what some of the upcoming games are today, you will be thoroughly entertained. Yeah, that's for sure. I, here's the thing, I, I, and I said this when I was uh, the first hour when I was hosting the fantasy forecast show. Quantity wise, but how I think the best games are staggered, right? Like this morning, bright and early, nine thirty, we've got Kansas City and the Miami Dolphins. Yes, um, and then following that, I think the Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks are going to be a real fun one to watch. To me, that's my favorite one o'clock game then four o'clock not only do we have the giants taking on the raiders but also cowboys and eagles and then at night the bills and the Bengals, and then of course monday night uh, jets hosting the chargers so uh, you know it's 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 a great slate in regard to how i think the best games are staggered right yeah it's always good when you have one really good game in each uh each window um, the, I know the Monday night game is pretty exciting. I know the uh, Sunday night game is going to be one that everybody's going to be watching. So I'm just, I'm, it's, it's just good that now you're starting to kind of, the, the season is starting, like the waves in terms of the good teams and the bad teams and the, sw- and the ebbs and flows. Now you know that pretty much the teams are separating themselves. And almost we're almost midway through this NFL season. Can you believe it? How fast I know, it flew I know by. we're heading. I know we're heading into week nine, New York game day on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bud Light. Sunday's chore loading Bud Light in the fridge. It's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. So make sure you enjoy responsibly. All right. So let's dive into it uh, and let's set up the show for you, by the way. So Amani's with me right now. Um, we're going to hear from Jordan Renan coming your way momentarily because Jordan, keep in mind, uh, the Giants are in Las Vegas. So Jordan was kind enough to record his portion of the show with me uh, yesterday. So we're going to play that for you coming your way momentarily. We'll hear from Jordan Renan. What's the latest with Saquon Barkley, um, Andrew Thomas? Why are the Giants being utterly disrespected by the odds makers? I do want to dive into that. So Amani's with me right now at 830. Mike Tannenbaum will join the show. So excited to get him on. So a deep dive into what's going on with the Giants and their matchup at 430 against the Raiders. We'll also spend a lot of time obviously talking about the Jets as they host the Chargers. We'll hear from Rich Samini on on the show as well. Also, beat reporter who covers the Chargers, Chris Rim, uh, is going to give us an update in regard to what's going on with LA. We'll have my locks of the week, which, by the way, I went three and zero last week, Amani. Three and zero, baby. So I'm back All up right. to fifty eight percent. 
So feeling good about that. Hopefully I could pick up where I left off. We've got our Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week. We've got Amani's keys to the game. Uh, we've got it all for you. So with you until 11 o'clock this morning. So really excited about that. But first things first, Amani, this is a Raiders team that fired its general manager, fired its head coach, fired its offensive coordinator, and benched its starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. They are coming to the table, the craps table that is, no pun, with Aiden O'Connell, a rookie. But they are still favored at home by some places, two, one and a half, two. Meanwhile, the Giants get their starting quarterback, Daniel Jones, back. All indication is that Andrew Thomas is going to uh, help this offensive line and play today. Of course, Saquon Barkley with with uh, with Daniel Jones, um, which he did not have for like, what, three games before he got injured. So I just, the, the level of disrespect, in my opinion, is tremendous here. Agree or disagree? Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, you have a Giants team that went to the playoffs last year, won a game with many of the same characters. You know, they got off to a slow start this year, to say the least. And, you know, there's some games that they were competitive in that, uh, that we didn't really expect them to be competitive in, and you know, losing last week to a, a with tw- with a, with a lead with 24 seconds, losing to Buffalo with the with the opportunity to win at the goal line there at the end of the game. I mean, I think this team is better than their record. I think they have an opportunity to right this ship, you know, with a win, making them three and six, and then they're it, the way that the a- NFC is. If they were to if they would win today and then win again next week, they'll be four and six and they'll be right back in the hunt. So you cannot overlook this team. They are not down and out. Uh, they have an opportunity, but I always hated playing against backup quarterbacks. There was something that about the unknowingness, the, the what you don't know about how he likes to how the Aiden O'Connell runs the offense is going to cause some trepidation and and how aggressive can they be because they haven't seen him on film uh, and when real bullets are flying in the air, real NFL competition. So. It's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out. And, um, man, I'm, I'm, I, this is a must-win, a must-win game. Underline that. Must-win game for the Giants. If they don't win, this is, this is, going, to be, uh, this is going to be a season where we're, we're going ahead and looking at the college football playoffs at the end to see who's going to be the top pick of the draft for the Giants next year. So, so really interesting, um, and, 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 and I think a big reason why this line is what it is is the respect for Antonio Pierce who you know uh, better than most, right? Um, Born in Compton, he came out this week and told the media, uh, born and bred a Raiders fan. Uh, This is a lifelong dream for him to be the interim head coach. Uh, You know, knowing, you know, uh, hearing the stories, how, you know, Michael Strahan really uh, was the, the face of that defense, but he really was the straw that stirred the drink on the defensive side of the ball. What can you tell us about Antonio Pierce and how you think he you think he's going to have this Raiders team ready to go against the Giants today? Oh, he was the smartest player on the field, no mm-hmm. hands down. Um, I talked to Kavika Mitchell, who's a friend of mine who was with Game Time Cycling with me, uh, runs Game Time Cycling with me. He is a staunch Antonio Pierce supporter. Said that you know during that playoff run at the end where the defense was so dominant, a lot of it had to do with just AP telling people what to do before the, the snap. He was he just could call out all kinds of de- uh, of offensive schemes. Um, now I don't know how well that's going to translate over. You know, traditionally in this league, defensive coaches don't aren't as successful as as the offensive coaches. Um, 
but I think that Antonio Pierce, with his pedigree, with his personality, with his history, uh, with the Raiders, with the Giants, it's going to be a very interesting game. Um, it's going to be hard to root against a Antonio Pierce because he's such a, uh, a well-respected player, but I think the Giants you know, have an opportunity to jump on a team that's struggling in the Oakland Raiders and, and right their ship. Um, so this is going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out today. Again, you're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. He is Amani Toomer. I am Anita Marks, and uh, we'll be taking your calls as well. 800-919-3776. Again, since the Giants are out in Sin City, Las Vegas, uh, Jordan Renan, who, as we know, covers the Giants, was kind enough to record an interview with me yesterday. We're going to play that for you next, get the latest as, uh, you know, expecting big things from Daniel Jones. I'm excited to see him back on the football field along with Saquon Barkley, who he has not had in quite a while. You're listening to New York Game Day. Jordan Renan next, 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Time now for the Jordan Renan Report, brought to you by Sandstone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sandstone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. So um, so first things first, Jordan, thank you so much. Always appreciate your time. Uh, number two, the disrespect, dude. The disrespect, right? You've got a Raiders team. They fire their head coach, their general manager, their offensive coordinator. They bench Jimmy Garoppolo. The Giants getting um, getting Daniel Jones back, and they're still not favored. What gives? Please explain this to us. I am shocked. I will say that, right? Like, I think the Giants should be favored. Their defense is playing really well. How is Aiden O'Connell going to score some points against this team? And they're, they're obviously getting healthier on offense. I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. But let's just say this. To be fair to the Raiders, and I agree, the Giants should be favored. The Raiders have a better record than the Giants. I know they just fired their coach and their mess. They have a better record. Uh, they have some talent on their roster, so I see why. But being here, you get and you get the sense why. People think that they're going to get that initial jump. Like, uh, remember the Colts won their first game with Jeff Saturday? Just because Antonio Pierce is the head coach, that the players are like, Free, right? They they feel like they've been freed from the reign of Josh McDaniels, and now uh, they're all of a sudden going to perform significantly better just because he's not there. And you have 
the uh, everybody happier and, you know, is, is, that it's automatically going to lead to them being a better team, which I don't think usually works that way. But maybe they get an initial jump. I guess, you know, that's the general public's thinking. But, yeah, the Giants should be favored in this game. Uh, they have a, a really good defense, uh, especially the past few weeks. If anyone's watching, I have a hard time finding a path for Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders to score 20 points against this team. And with Daniel Jones back, with Saquon Barkley healthy, with the offensive line maybe potentially in, in a little bit better shape, uh, you like the Giants to be better offensively, even, they're, even if they're without Darren Waller. Well, let, let's talk about Antonio Pierce for a second, right? He came out this week, born in Compton, said he was born and raised a Raiders fan. This is a dream of a lifetime. As we know, played for the Giants, won a Super Bowl for the Giants. There's a lot of respect for him uh, in that Giants organization. Um, on a scale of 1 mm-hmm. to 10, do you, you think that there's uh, some people in that Giants facility, in that building, that are a little concerned about this matchup because they know Antonio Pierce? They know what kind of player, coach, person he is that he can get this Raiders team riled up? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people in the Giants organization that know firsthand the kind of leader he is. Remember, you know, even though Michael Strahan was on that defense, basically, and I wasn't there at the time, but you just hear, like, they viewed Antonio Pierce as that dude. Like, he was the leader of the defense because he was the centerpiece, right? He was he was the middle linebacker. He was the guy calling the plays. Uh, so, you know, anyone who they've seen basically lead at that level, right, defensively and be the guy for a Super Bowl-winning team, uh, they think highly of Antonio Pierce. And I know there's people in the organization who aren't surprised even the slightest that, that he's a head coach, especially once he got into coaching. So, yeah, they, they could definitely see that team getting a jump from that. But like we said before, they're starting a rookie quarterback. That's the hard part. That's the, that's the one that I can't get over. Right? A rookie making his second career start against Wink Martindale's defense, which is playing really well. And look what Wink Martindale's defense has done to these mediocre subpar quarterbacks in recent weeks, right? Sam Howell, uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, they have not looked good. Uh, the Giants dominated those guys, and it's hard for me to – Antonio Pierce isn't going to all of a sudden – and by the way, they have a, they changed their offensive coordinator too, Anita. So it's not like he's going to be able to overhaul the offense in, in, what, five days, six days? They played on Monday night too, so it's even less time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. Again, Jordan Renan joining us uh, from Las Vegas, which is – Really, really awesome. Uh, let's turn our attention to what's going on with the Giants. And again, Daniel Jones back in action. Uh, you know, what, mm-hmm. what What can Giants fans, you know, realistically expect from him uh, coming into this game and in and, and the defense or lack thereof uh, that he's going to face with the Raiders, uh, of course, yeah. outside of, uh, of Max Crosby? Well, let's start with this, right? Daniel Jones, remember, has played two games this season with Saquon Barkley. The other three, Saquon was hurt. Mm. So he didn't play, right? I mean, this was before Daniel Jones got hurt. And that's, okay, the first one was a complete disaster. They got just housed by Dallas, right? In every way, shape, or form. Second game, they had a monster second half, and the two of them kind of went off in that second half of the win against that comeback win against Arizona. So now they have Saquon, he has Saquon Barkley back against a team that's averaging 140 rushing yards per game. 
So Daniel Jones is most certainly going to have a lot more help in this game. I know Darren Waller's out. That's his number one receiver. That definitely hurts. But having Saquon back is a big bonus. Plus, you know, their offensive line is in has been slowly getting into better shape, and each week it, it's in better shape. And I asked Daniel this week, I said, you're coming off a second neck injury, right? It's a neck injury. Is there, do you have to play differently? I mean, you have to be a little bit more careful. Do you have to, are you maybe less reluctant to want to, want to run the ball or have design runs called? And he basically said, no worries at all. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go. I'm going to play aggressive. Uh, I'm going to run the ball when I need to. But the only thing is, and he said he's been working on this for several years now, is just get down when he has to. So it didn't sound like Daniel Jones is going to hold back at all. So I think he's kind of set up here to have a nice return spot here against a Raiders defense, which isn't very good, which isn't good against a run. They're going to have to respect Saquon Barkley. I think that's going to create some opportunities for Daniel Jones to make some plays. Now, they just have to make sure they, they block Max Crosby. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and, and, and Tyrod Taylor, he is out. So Tommy DeVito mm-hmm. will go in as, as the backup. God, God forbid anything happens to Daniel Jones. Uh, we know how great Saquon Barkley has been. The straw that has stirred this drink and, and the amount of volume that he's getting is tremendous. But no Darren Ridiculous. Waller. Dar- Darren Waller is out, which is disappointing. Obviously, going up against his former team, of course, you would have liked to have seen this, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, no, so, so, so your thoughts on, on, you know, on how this offense, the passing offense, uh, is going to matriculate down the field? Well, Anita, let's think about it for a second. This offense is now the offense that the Giants had last year, right? That we're back. We're back to that. So I think that should be the expectations. Can they can they play at that level? Uh, they do have Jalen Hyatt to add as a downfield threat. I'd like to see Daniel Jones. Like that's the one thing that we saw from Tyron Taylor that we didn't from Daniel Jones is to get the ball downfield a little bit more and use guys like Jalen Hyde. I mean, that's his skill set. His skill set is strictly basically get downfield, get, you know, hit, hit some deep plays. So uh, with Saquon as a threat in the run game, I would like to see that from Daniel Jones. But aside from that, I think the expectation should be essentially what their offense was last year. You know, use Saquon Barkley, you know, heavy workload, build it around that, hit some, you know, play action, rollouts things where you can get Daniel Jones some easy, quick throws and uh, move from there. So that that's what the offense should be this week. But they're playing with – they have a better defense, the Giants, this year than they probably did last year. I think so. So if you could – what, they need what around 20 points and they should win this game. So that's the expectation. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't that sound like last year? Get to 20 points. Get to around 20 points. 20, you know, work the ball, stick on Barkley. Right. Yeah. And you, and you could win. And win a, win a tight game, make the right plays at the end, which they haven't done this year. They made the wrong plays at the end. Be- before we dive into the defense, uh, offensive line. So, again, confident that Andrew Thomas is going to play. Uh, your thoughts on Evan Neal. And, and I, I believe he needs to move into guard. I doubt we'll see that happen this season. No? Or, or you know, what are your thoughts about this? The thing offense? with Evan Neal is that's a tough move to make midseason. Especially when you think about it, they don't really have a right tackle to put in place of him. So it's, I, I think that's a move, an off-season move. I, I agree with you. It's funny you said it because I have uh, a source who's a personnel executive in the NFL. And when Evan Neal was drafted, he told me, you know, I, you know, I actually don't think he moves well enough. I think he's a guard. And he was pretty much on an island. There really wasn't a lot of people who thought that. 
and I just, you know, put it aside and didn't think too much because most people thought he could play tackle. And as we moved along here, it looks like he's right. Like, it looks like Evan Neal's future is at guard, maybe, and not tackle unless he makes big jumps here in the second half of the season. But I, I actually expect to see Evan Neal today. Um, the problem is Max Crosby is the guy he's going to be going against, right? And uh, you just line up Max Crosby, who's, by the way, one of the best players in the league, one of the best pass rushers in the league, every single play over – like, don't even mess around. Just put him right over Evan Neal, right? You know, you don't need to move him around. And if you're the Giants, that means you basically have to have a tight end or running back helping and chipping on every single play. Again, Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's take a look at this defense. And no Leo Williams, right? Uh, we had the trade deadline that came and went on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and Leo Williams was traded. Giants, I believe they did make the right decision in regard to uh, his contract and, and, and what was on the horizon. Um you know, Adoree Jackson was another player that was being reported that they were trying to uh, trade as well. Obviously, that did not happen. Your thoughts on... No market, this- Anita. No market. Right. That's why they didn't trade him. There was your- no takers on Adoree Jackson. Your thoughts on, on how this front seven is is going to perform now without Leo Williams there, Jordan? Yeah, it hurts. I do think it hurts, uh, especially they're not going to have the pass rush push that Leonard Williams gives. I think you have guys like Aishan Robinson and Rakeem Nunez Rochas. They, they can help fill that uh, rundown void that Leonard Williams provided. Now, Leonard Williams is obviously a better player than them. Uh, but I, I do think they can fill that rundown void with those two guys fairly competently. It's the pass rush that I think is going to be affected. But now that's up to Wink Martindale. Okay. What other pieces can we use in the pass rush? And, we talk, and, and we're talking about blitzes, maybe uh, alignments where you see less defense alignment on the field, uh, more linebackers and defensive backs perhaps blitzing in different spots. So I think that's how they're going to have to overcome that. And uh, we'll see how that works. I don't think it's going to be a huge loss in this game because you're facing that rookie quarterback. Maybe down the line when they're playing the better quarterbacks, like, you know, when you have to play Philadelphia or Dallas, uh, that we'll see, okay, they kind of miss Leonard Williams because they don't have that interior push in regards to the pass rush. But against Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders, I don't think it's going to be blatantly obvious in this one. Um, last question for you in regard to the defense, and that is uh, Bobby O'Karake. Am I pronouncing that properly? I, I, I just go with Bobby O. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm horrible. No, you got it right. So okay. it's a funny story. He actually went by O'Karake, switched, uh, switched to Okariki, and now he's back to O'Karake. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I got it the first go around. Um, he's been an absolute beast. And, and, of course, anybody who listens to me knows that I'm a, a big gambler. And uh, I've just been playing over tackles for him on prop bets and winning each and every week. I mean, the dude's been a beast the last four weeks. What changed that this defense finally woke up and started playing the caliber of defense we were expecting at the start of the season, Jordan? I think there, it, took, it takes time to gel, right? The guy like Okereke is new in the system. Uh, younger players are starting to step up. Like Micah McFadden is playing really well. Uh, he struggled, if you remember. I think it was week week one or two. He had, he had a rough game or two early in the season. But just some of these younger guys, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau has really stepped up his game. I don't think anything needs to be said there. That's pretty obvious. Dude has eight and a half sacks 
so I think I think it's just a time thing. And also, we have to be realistic sometimes. The, the, the competition is a little lesser, right? They got to play Sam Howell. They got I know I know they could play Josh Allen and played him great a couple weeks ago. But they got to play Sam Howell. They got to play Zach Wilson. Early in the year, it was, you know, uh, the 49ers and uh, the Cowboys and the Seahawks. I mean, those are that those are a different level of competition. So I, I think we, we do have to be fair and factor that in. But in general, I think the units is gelling and getting better. And even the, the young cornerbacks, I mean, Deontay Banks is, I think, playing better now than, you know, than in the first few weeks. Young rookie cornerback who's, who's had a really solid rookie year so far. So you put all that together and you have the makings of a pretty good defense. I'm still a little worried about their depth. They're, they're not very deep. Can they afford any injuries on any level? I'm not so sure. But when they're healthy, we're seeing this is a really good unit. Before we let you go, uh, give us your, uh, your, your game script here. You know, how does this play out? Who wins? What's your score? Give us all the things, Jordan. Yeah. Saquon, another 20-plus carry game, uh, a lot of running. Daniel Jones, you know, sporadic in the passing game, but it's enough because Wig Martindale and the defense, they do their thing. What are they allowed? 14, uh, 7, and 13 points in the last three games. They'll allow same thing this, you know, 13, 14, 16 points in this game. And all the Giants' offense has to do is get the 20, which against this Raiders defense, I actually think they can do. But they, they obviously have to avoid the big mistakes, the stuff that, that was happening to them early in the year, the turnovers, uh, the special teams miscues, those kind of things. If they, you know, botch those kind of things, that allows a team uh, like the Raiders to beat them. That, that That's their path to losing. But uh, if they can play semi-clean and rely on Saquon Barkley in the defense, I, I think the Giants will win this game in, in uh Almost called it Oakland, but Las Vegas. That's the Jordan Renan Report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Auto Mall. Tell them Bart Scott sent you and take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. We'll be right back here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. All right, I want to thank Jordan Renan for joining us. Uh, again, recorded that with him yesterday because, well, it uh, might be a little too early for him. 5.30 in the morning out there uh, in Sin City, and God knows uh, what he did last night. <clears throat> uh, New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN, is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. Also, the 2024 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series comes to MetLife Stadium this winter for two games featuring four division rivals. The Flyers face off against the Devils on Saturday, February 17th at 8 o'clock. The Rangers take on the Islanders on Sunday, February 18th at 3 o'clock. Tickets are on sale now at NHL.com slash stadium series tickets so make sure you check into that uh it's myself anita marks amani tumor and mike tannenbaum joining us now mike good morning how are you good i just got off the plane from ann abba michigan uh-oh and, uh, Ooh, had, had nice scandalous scandalous 
are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking? What am I, what, do you, what am I talking about? What rock are you, talking do you live about, under? Are you talking about the allegations? No what facts. allegations? No the facts. The dude, he no was facts. so arrogant. He no paid facts. people on his allegations. Venmo account in, in, in public. Allegations. Oh my God, this guy is dumber than a box of rocks. If you're going to do it, at least, you know, be secretive about it. Listen, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I get it. I get it. That's I ain't mad at you. Saying. But like, if you're going to do it, like conceal your stuff. Be smart. Hey, Anita, what happened to the uh, presumption of innocence in our country? Exactly. Not to bring, not to bring politics Dude, into this. they have pictures of we, him holding signs on the sideline. Right. So, Anita, <laughs> we, we, we have somebody that's running for president in our country who has 93 counts against him. He is presumed to be innocent. innocent. Right. Now, whether or not he's guilty or not, the judicial system will play out and we'll find out just like in this situation the president of the university came out last night he was on the sidelines he wrote a note to the commissioner of the big 10 tony petiti asking that due process plays out i don't know what happened i do know that um you know in our country we do go by a due process we do go by presumption of innocence and we then let all the facts play out, and until we do, we could talk about the nine and zero Michigan Wolverines, who absolutely are the odds-on favorites to win the national championship. Have the front runner of the Heisman Trophy and JJ McCarthy, a presumptive top five pick, and happy to have that conversation as well. Wow, that law degree is really shining for you right now. <laughs> One shiny moment for you, Mike Tannenbaum. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but Mike, Mike coming in from Ann Arbor. Listen, I spent a good uh, 30 minutes in the makeup room with Heather Dinich yesterday. Uh, I got an earful. Nonetheless, you're absolutely right. Not guilty until proven. Uh, we'll see how this all pans out. There's some reports out there that, uh, that, that Harbaugh very well could possibly be suspended this season, which I would find... Uh, I, I won't use the word shocking, but nonetheless, we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, more importantly, we're talking NFL. We're talking about the Giants and the Jets. Mike Tannenbaum joining us for the first time. When we opened up the show, Mike, I, I, I asked Amani, like, are you shocked that the Giants aren't favored here? And, and I think you're the perfect person to, to dive into this because in an organization where you fire the general manager, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and you bench your starting quarterback – you know, take us inside those walls. Like, how crazy, how hectic, so many changes. You know, how, you know, how is this Raiders team favored? Well, you know, generally speaking, NFL players are extremely tough and resilient. And I would say that, you know, like, Bo Hart agrees going to be the play caller. You know, obviously, they're not going to change language or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think the more interesting part of this, Anita, to me is like, well, what's it going to really look like relative to, uh, I was Aiden O'Connell going to play. Um, you know, I've been in this situation. I, I, I saw, you know, Dan Campbell firsthand almost become the full-time head coach just based on what a great job uh, he had done for 12 games. And Antonio Pierce and a lot of those players, candidly, they're going to see this as an opportunity of a lifetime. And it's a, it's really every tape they have now going forward, it's really a job interview. Absolutely. Um, so, so what? Tell us, tell us about Aiden O'Connell. What, what can Giants fans expect from him today? Yeah, well, it's ironic because I saw Purdue play yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> he's better yeah. than Hudson Card. Look, he's athletic. He has a good arm, not a great arm. I mean, he's typical of one of these, like I would say, like mid-round players where 
everything is solid. There's nothing spectacular. I think what he'll give you over Jimmy G is a little bit more juice athletically at this point in their careers. And, you know, Jimmy G just seems like he's shot. You know what I mean? Just a guy that he's been through it and injuries catch up to players differently. So I think he'll play with a better tempo and I think he'll make more plays with his feet. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most shocking, uh, where are you in regard to the the Raiders still being favored in this matchup? Well, I think that says a lot about like the uncertainty around Daniel Jones. I mean, Anita, you know this way better than I do about you know how lines are made, but you know, obviously head coaches and quarterbacks go a long way in determining those numbers and you know, there's just a lot of questions about Daniel Jones. Again, you know, the two biggest factors when you're evaluating a quarterback's value is, you know, durability and their propensity to turn it over and those are two things he struggled with so if Daniel Jones had was playing the way he was a year ago in my mind they would be favored but I think that really speaks to you know the uncertainty of of this Giants offense and and also and and Amani alluded to it right like Antonio Pierce I think there's immense respect I, I will tell you this I know and speaking to a few people within that Giants organization this week immense respect for him there at that facility and and I think around the league and and one thing that we've we've seen before time and time again is whenever an interim coach comes in and coaches especially that first game off the bat you know really fires up a team and and we heard Devonte Adams come back come out this week and say that a change was needed, right? Yeah, but I would say this: he can't be their friend. He he has to be comfortable having Absolutely. difficult conversations. You know, Jimmy Johnson put it best when uh, Jason Garrett went from being the quarterback of the Cowboys to you know the head coach when he was in interim. He's like, remember, Jason, any conversation you have today is the most important conversation in that person's life. So. You can't have a bad day. You can't have a bad moment walking to the bathroom. And Antonio Pierce has to hold people accountable, the coaches, the trainers, the players. And that's different than just being a guy that's respected. He has to transition and transition quickly. Um, I saw it happen with Dan Campbell. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Again, you're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. You want to chime in? Now's the time to do so. Talking all things Giants, we are going to turn our attention to the Jets uh, coming your way momentarily. 800-919-3776. So Daniel Jones is back in action. Saquon Barkley, we're getting word hopefully soon that uh, Andrew Thomas will be back on that offensive line, which I think will be a real big key. No Darren Waller, which is pretty disappointing this would have been him going up against his former team but he's got the hamstring issue and keep in mind he has been placed on IR so not only are we not going to see him this week we're not going to see him for four weeks who knows if we will see him again um but gentlemen I want to throw this back to you guys and that is you know Daniel Jones let's keep in mind three weeks prior to him even getting injured did not have Saquon Barkley Amani, let's start with you. Your thoughts on how Daniel is going to play, let's just say, because right now Thomas is questionable, so I want to say like, what, 75% that he will play. So an improved offensive line with Thomas back on the line that we can anticipate, and Daniel back in action with Saquon Barkley in the backfield, even though he doesn't have Darren Waller. What are your expectations for this offense? I expect them to pick up where they left off. I mean, the last time this, these, this duo played together was the second half of the Arizona Cardinal game where they rattled off 28 points and had a spectacular and played their best football on offense of the season. So I'm looking forward a lot. I'm expecting a lot. And they're going to have a lot on their hands because of the fact that, you know, I always hated playing against backup quarterbacks. I always hated playing against new coordinators and new things because now you have to go back to 
playing straight up defense until you can figure out what this new offense approach is going to be. And, you know, that could you know, just because you don't know where this quarterback likes to go with the ball, just because you don't know where this new offensive coordinator, all the tendencies that you work off of throughout the entire week are thrown out of the window and they're going to have to play straight up football. And it's going to be very hard for this defense to you know, really shut down this team because they're, they're going to be going in with a blank slate with a new play caller and a, a new signal caller. So it's, it's, uh, this is a very unnerving. It costs you might have to put in so much more effort if you're on the defensive side of the ball because you don't have no tendencies on this team and coordinator. So I'm I'm really I'm I'm a little on the edge. And, and the defense has been playing so well these last couple of weeks. Now all of a sudden they're going back to 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 a blank chalkboard playing against a team. I don't care who what quarterback it is. Uh, if you don't have any bead on what they're trying to do, that's that's unnerving for a defense. You know, um, Mike, I know, you I know that yeah. you've been Mike, you've been really critical in, in regard to Daniel Jones. How much how much uh, faith do you have in him coming back from this injury? But now. If uh, we get we get confirmation, Thomas is back on that offensive line. Yeah, I'm not critical of Daniel Jones. I'm just sharing facts. You know, like it is what it is. Like he just hasn't been durable and he turns the ball over you know, since he's been in the league. And where where I would really disagree with Amani is I don't think they just pick up from Arizona in the second half. Like, that's why, like, durability is so important. Like, you have to have reps and you have to play week in and week out and you just don't start where you're ended. And that's where, um, look, we saw Max Crosby ruin games. We saw him end, you know, the Patriot game. And we've seen him play really well uh, in, in a lot of different spots. So, to me... Um, <clears throat> they need an answer for him. So Andrew Thomas, like those guys don't have to play. They have to play well. Those are like top picks. Like where the Giants to me have really faltered, if we're being honest about it, they paid pay Daniel Jones, hasn't played well. Andrew Thomas hasn't been available. Evan Neal, top pick, hasn't played well. Darren Waller, signed him to big money in a trade. He's hurt. Like that's the nucleus of your team. Your high-priced players, the players that you've put resources into, have to play well and be available. And the story of this season, to me, is that group of players right there. The players that they acquired and put a lot of money and picks into have not played at a winning level. Um, Real quick before you take a break, because when we come back, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk some Jets. We've got Amani's keys to the game coming your way at the top of the hour at 9 o'clock for both games. Um, The trade deadline came and went, and I want to do a deeper dive into this big picture with you at some point in time in the show, Mike, but, um, but pertaining to the giants, uh, Leo Williams getting traded from what I understand, they tried to trade a Dory Jackson, couldn't find, um, a, a good, a, a good partner for that. But, um, but Mike, let's start with you, your thoughts on this defense without Leo Williams. Yeah. Um, look, they paid $10 million to get a second round pick. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You know, he could have graduated. They could have gotten in a comp pick, um, in 2025, um, he was playing good football. To me, that's been their strength. De- you know, Dexter Lawrence obviously is a great player. And look, um, Kayvon Thibodeau's played better. Um, but again, you know, go back to Amani's points, Anita. Like, you want to impact a rookie quarterback, it starts up front. And Leonard Williams was a good player, not a great player. I, I think they'll be able to o- overcome that loss. Amani, yeah, I know. I think it's. I think it's good. Anytime you. Do not allow the status quo to be perceived as acceptable. It's a good thing. 
the fact that if you're not performing, we're going to start moving players. And you know what? You might be next. If you think you're comfortable, we got one of the guys we paid a lot of money and we told him to get uh, hit the bricks and we, you know, for, for nothing, as Mike Tannenbaum is, is explaining to us the, the, the logistics of what the reality of letting Leonard Williams go um, the next year. And they would get a compensatory pick anyway. So basically, they're just sending a message like, look, you're not playing well enough for us. And this defense isn't playing well for us. We're going to get rid of a big name guy. And you might be next. And that's the conversation that's going on in that locker room. If I'm a Dory Williams, I'm a Dory um, Jackson, excuse me. I'm like, oh, man, I, I could think what everybody wants to think about about what how I'm playing. This team is moving on from them and they tried to trade me and there were no partners. That to me tells me that my career is on the line. Nobody's willing to trade for me. And um, and they're giving away players, so they couldn't. The Giants could not give away a Dory Jackson, and that's what. Uh, if I'm Dory, I'm looking around, thinking, man, I'm the next uh, shoe to drop. I got to start playing better, and I got to get all my boys and this rest of this team to play better. Or a lot of us are going to be changing addresses next season. <laughs> He's a money tumor. Mike Tannenbaum as well. I'm Anita Marks. We get back. We'll take your calls. 800-919-3776. Also, big Monday night football game right here in our own backyard. The Jets getting ready to host Justin Herbert and the Chargers. We'll start diving into that matchup next when we return. New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with a money tumor. Mike Tannenbaum and Anita Marks. I like the group a lot. I think Zach way more confident than he was a year ago. I, I like Timmy. Timmy's locked in, man. It's sometimes I'm back there and I'm, I can hear him talking to himself because he's going through the play and himself with himself. I'm like, just looking over. I'm like, good for him, you know. But he's always wants. He's always reminding me to not cancel flight school because he wants those reps. So he's so deliberate in his preparation, which I genuinely appreciate. And and Trevor's been fantastic since he's gotten in there. Really doing the same thing with preparation. And uh, they both do a good job, a great job with the with the show teams. But really like the makeup of the room. I think they get along really well. I think they feed off one another really well. And uh, it's a good group. Um, of course, Robert Sala uh, talking about uh, taking flight, which, by the way, Flight Deck, great podcast with Rich Samini each and every week. Make sure you download it however you attain your podcast. Rich Samini is going to be joining the show around 930 this morning. So definitely stay tuned for that. This portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light. That's right. Sunday's short loading Bud Light in the fridge. It's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. So make sure you enjoy responsibly. All right, gentlemen, let's turn our attention to what's going on with the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Monday night, bright lights, ESPN coming to town as the Jets are hosting the Chargers. Um, and Mike, let's, let's go to you here in regard to, you know, the Jets having a lot of offensive line issues now, right? McGovern now placed on IR. Brown was already there. Backed in, um, a number, what, Tipman, like, you know, a number of them dealing with, with ailments. I, I know that's the case around the league, but not a lot of depth here. Were you surprised? You, you had Dalvin Cook, who allegedly was on the trade block. Um, I'm trying to think who else was, quite a few players, right? Carl Lawson. Were you surprised that the Jets didn't do more in the tra- at the trade deadline to help improve this offensive line for Zach Wilson? Well, you know, our own Adam Schefter reported that they did try to acquire Devontae Adams, which made a ton of sense to me because if we were running the Jets, you know, the biggest question would be, hey, um, let's do everything we can to make sure that um, 
you know, Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. But you're right, Anita, when you look at the offensive line, it's really been, you know, a mash unit. Um, Vera Tucker only played in five games. Dwayne Brown's played in two. Mitchell has played in five. Um, yeah, I, I surely would have tried, but you, <clears throat> I was talking to an NFL owner this week who was saying that their team was better than they thought, but the offensive line was really struggling. And outside of Garrett Bowles, I really couldn't think of a player that a team would consider trading that you would say was a frontline offensive lineman. You know, you you could possibly put the Giants in that conversation. Would they give up on Andrew Thomas for you know, a first round pick? I I don't think so. You know, they just extended him. So you look at the teams that have been disappointing this year and their young offensive linemen, there's just not enough of them to go around. Amani, your your thoughts on, on you know, here's the thing. I, I think Zach Wilson, to me, has surpassed expectation. He's not, he's not turning the ball over. He's giving this defense a chance to help this team win ball games. Um, but moving forward... You know, and especially if, if there's aspirations for this Jets team to get into the postseason, even as as, as a wild card, I just you know once once you get into the postseason, right? You're you're playing contenders, not pretenders. I, I just I, I've got some major concerns about this offensive line. Oh yeah, the offensive line is an issue. Um, the Giants for, thoroughly dominated uh, the 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 game last week for the majority of it. They had that offense. They had the Jets. You know really searching for answers. Uh, if it wasn't for a couple of Garrett Wilson plays uh, down the stretch uh, and, and Zach Wilson getting the ball off, uh, you know, the game would have been over. So I think going against a team that can put up some legitimate points, uh, yeah, I think this Jets team is, is you know, they, they are, they're fighting. And the fact that they lost their, their main guy in Aaron Rodgers early on and this team still keeps fighting in the manner in which they do, they don't give up. Uh, I think they're kind of starting to take on you know, the uh, Robert Sala's um, attitude. And, you know, you got to look – I look at a team like that that could have splintered and he somehow got that whole organization to keep – the whole team to keep the fight together. That That's saying a lot about the way Robert Sala's playing, but while I was coaching these guys. Guys, on, on the defensive side of the ball, as we yeah. know, Jets defense, top – yeah – can I, can I just, uh, you made it interesting with well, the way you phrased that question to Amani. I thought, I just want to follow up on that, where you said that he exceeded expectations. That's what's like so interesting to me about Zach Wilson. Like, if we say that <clears throat> he hasn't lost games for them, he's exceeded expectations, but he was the second pick in the draft three That's years what I'm ago. It, it's just, you know, it's weird. Like, I, I've heard, you know, obviously a lot of us have referred to it the same way, Anita, but it's just weird. Like, the. The, the expectations went from so high to like nondescript like overnight. Yeah, it's like they. I never had high expectations round. for him. I I I I was shocked. I I felt that it was the wrong pick. I I was shocked that they took him as high as they did. So for me, yeah. I never have had really high expectations of him. Never. So um and 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 then to go from Aaron Rodgers four plays in torn Achilles he comes in. I was expecting this team to just totally flop, and I'm, I, you know, I'm giving credit where credit's due. It's, it's just my own personal opinion. He's yeah. not turning the ball like he's playing smart football. He's not, you know, he's 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 no Aaron Rodgers, but he's coming in and he's he's taking good care of the football. They're running the football first and foremost. It starts with Brees Hall. And he's not turning the ball over and giving this defense an opportunity to do their thing, put him in good field position where they only have to go 50 yards, not 100, kick some field goals, 
you know, they're not blowing the doors off of anyone. So I just, I think their formula for winning football games, he's being able to execute. And to me, that's impressive because I didn't expect this from him with all Uh, due respect. I wouldn't say impressive. I would say he's doing a, you know, and on his scale of how good he could be right now, I think he's at about a two. You know, the way they expected it, the way the performance of somebody who's the number two overall pick in any position. I mean, you're giving we're we're giving him credit, not you, but we are giving him credit for being at a below average uh, when he's the second pick overall. I don't think I think that's a great point, Mike. You can't you can't overlook how they acquired him in your overall evaluation of him. And the fact that, you know, the expectations are so low tells you something right now. Yeah, no, I actually agree with Anita. Like, it's weird, right? Because, like, I think he's been a massive disappointment. I would actually even take it a step further by saying, like, I think they're winning despite him. Um, and, you know, we could talk about last week's game. I mean, I thought the biggest play in the – the biggest moment to me in that game last week was when Brian Dayball won the toss and they didn't defer. Like, I, I still don't understand how they didn't defer because I think they would have won the game because that's how far the defenses were ahead of the quarterback. So, I think – Zach Wilson's a really complicated evaluation. I mean, the best thing we could say about him is he's not turning it over, but it's hard to think like how, like you look at them in Pittsburgh, it's just hard to think those teams can sustain wins playing the way they're playing. It's, it's, it's amazing. The Pittsburgh Steelers get this every single game that they have played in, they have been outgained in yards, total yards, yet. (laughs) <laughs> they're still in the mix. I'll tell you so what, they're winning football games. You know why? Yeah. Defense, takeaways. Number I mean, one in takeaways. Uh, absolutely. Takeaways can turn the tide. But I tell you, going into games when you're playing against teams like this, it reminds me of playing the Patriots when they were starting their 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 long run. Is You look at this team and nothing scares you. But all of a sudden, it's the fourth quarter, and you're like, how are they so close? And it's almost a mind game. I remember playing against the Patriots in 2000, and we practiced against them for a week and, um, up, in, up in Foxborough, and we were just destroying them. They looked like a, the, the JV team. But then when we get in the game, and, of course, you know, they won the – it was a the 99. They won the, that, they won the Super Bowl that year. So it's just these are the teams that are sticky that you don't want to play because there's no – you can't figure out why they're good. And uh, and they are bad, but they're still winning, which is which is a team that I hated playing against. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We come back. We'll take your calls. Also, it's time for Amani's keys to the games. His keys for the Giants and the Jets to both walk away with a three in Week Nine. We kick off hour two next, right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 1 in Woodbridge, or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets.